blind pass. Lenny Lemke turns out to be tall and thin and younger than I expected. I sit in his clinic room with mum and dad next to me. Dougal, he says. I wonder how it feels to be in charge of someone else's destiny. I decide to take charge at least for the moment. I like to be called Bug, please. Lenny doesn't seem phased. Nice to meet you, Bug. So with young people Bug's age, he looked at me and then mum and dad, I usually have some time all together. Then I'd ask your parents to step outside for a bit. Sound okay? I nod. Sounds very okay. So what's brought you here today, Bug? I pause. You know about Marfan and everything, right? He nods. Dr. Howe sent me a letter. Well, I say, so there's, here's the thing. This weekend, my team is in their basketball final. And so it's a mixed team, pretty low key and everything. But we don't think he should be playing, Mum says. The last doctor we saw when Bug was diagnosed, he said basketball could be dangerous. He said rep basketball is out, I say, not all basketball. Reps, serious basketball. My team's just for fun. Mum sets her lips thin and tight. You should have thought about that before you deceived us, she turns to Lenny. He's been playing all season without us knowing. Lenny looks at me and I nod, guilty as charged. And now we found out we, we want to know if he's safe to play because we don't want to take any risks, Mum says. Right, Lenny scratches at his nose. Sounds like you've had a hard time. It must have been very difficult. Mum breathes heavily. Then he asks some more questions about my eyesight and the family history. He turns to mum and dad. Maybe you could wait outside for a few minutes. He ushers them out and then shuts the door. This is one tricky situation, he says, slipping his stethoscope from round his neck. Tell me a bit about your team. I tell him about starting at a new school and how basketball changed everything. I can see it's important to you, basketball. It's everything, everything. Why? Because it's the first thing I think about when I wake up. I love the contest and the feeling when you score. I like being part of a team like everyone else. Lenny listens and nods. He's surprisingly easy to talk to. And the Marfan thing, it's like, it's like it could swallow me up until that's all I am. The more I play, the more I'm me. And the less I'm just Marfan. I hope he understands. You'd get where I'm coming from, being tall and thin. I mean, you could practically have Marfan yourself, Lenny smiles. I got checked out for it, actually, while I was in med school, and I don't have it. Okay, that's good, I say, but if Lenny had it, he might have really understood. I'm going to examine you now, and then we'll bring Mum and Dad back in. Mum, Mum's scared, right, I tell her. We lost someone close to our family, someone young, and it's left mum anxious all the time. Lenny nods and waits. The wall creaks and I shift my feet. I take a deep breath, but I need to live, Lenny, on the court. That's where I breathe. He hears me and rubs at his chin and then puts me through an examination. I tell him, span four centimetres greater than height, just saving me the trouble of measuring. He smiles. Thank you, Bug. He brings Mum and Dad back in. So I want to share with you an issue I have, Bug. Mr and Mrs Fife, he says. I sit back, 
hoping I'm not going to hear about his deep-seated jealousy of his sister or fear of small spaces. You've told me about your situation and Bug has impressed upon me how important basketball is to him and his heart assessment is totally normal. I grin as wide as the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Aorta, you are officially a skinny legend. He pauses. Decisions about playing basketball are not straightforward, I should have to say. And you've told me, he looks at Mum, that you don't want him to take any risks. <clears throat> Mum nods. I can tell you that competitive sport in someone with Marfan will always carry some risk. My heart sinks like a stone in a pond. But on the other hand, sport is good for the body, good for the soul. He reaches for the computer. I do have something to show you, actually. I received a couple of emails out of the blue this morning. At first, they didn't make much sense to me, but now that I've met you, I think I understand. He, I, he opens his email and reads, Dear Dr. Lemke, we are friends of Dougal Fife, who is seeing you this morning. He faces a unique situation over playing basketball when he has Marfan syndrome. We wanted to provide you with some research we have done into sport and Marfan syndrome, specifically Marfan syndrome and basketball. I sit open mouthed. A loadie? Lenny scrolls down. It's signed a loadie and Ginny. I bow my head, my face hot. They wrote that email for me? They talk about lots of the different NBA players who have had Marfan syndrome and played at a high level. Isaiah Austin, I say. Yes, Isaiah, Lenny says. Isaiah was diagnosed just before the NBA draft and no one thought he'd ever play again, but he made a comeback and plays professionally now all around the world. Tate Frome is another, and he wasn't allowed to play when his school found out he had Marfan. He sued them and won. Lenny looks at me. I don't recommend that as a strategy. Mum listens, looking unsure. I can't believe I didn't think to tell her about Isaiah before. Elodie and Ginny also mention your heart rate monitor and that you come off the court for regular breaks, correct? I nod. There's one more email I thought you might like to know about. It's called Persuasive Peace and it says you're seeing my mate Bug and you might want to stick to safety and not let him play. But if you do that, you're letting him down because he lives to play. And what's the point of living without doing the things you love? Doof, I whisper. Doof, who hates writing in all forms, wrote a persuasive piece for me. I can hardly speak. Lenny nods. Mum sighs. What should we do, Doctor? I don't think there's an easy answer, he said. No sport is completely without risk. I can tell you that if he were my son, I would consider letting him play because sport is, an imp is important to his identity and his friendships. Mum looks torn. Dad looks at his feet and eventually up at Lenny. We appreciate your time, Lenny. We'll think about what you've said. Lenny shakes our hands. He's a consummate professional but I swear he's wishing me luck with his eyes. We drive home. Hope fills my chest as I think about the emails from Elodie, Ginny and even Doof. 
My friends came through like champions in there. I can't believe they went to the effort of doing that, especially after everything. Surely mum and dad would have to be swayed by such compelling evidence. The silence as we drive gets me worried. Mum, dad, I say, what do you think? Mum exhales heavily. From what Lenny said, the risks are pretty low, right? It's not just about the risks, Mum says. I want to make sure you understand. You can't just keep secrets like that. This sets me back on my seat. I know what you mean, Dad says to her, but it would be a big punishment. Who knows what could happen if we hadn't found out. He could have been killed, Mum says. Hang on, Trace. The doctor said his heart is normal. Yes, but there are always risks, Mum says, her voice the cold edge of an August wind. Dad doesn't say anything. I can't let this moment slide. But Mum, I start, and then I'm not sure where to go. Lenny said it was safe. No, he said it was low risk, Mum says. And we're also talking about your punishment here. I slump my shoulders. She can't be serious. But her words come out like small pinched ice cubes. It doesn't sound like she's joking. I'm really sorry for what I did, I say. I know it was the wrong thing, but not playing. That won't teach me more of a lesson. I couldn't be more sorry than I am now. What does she want me to do? Melt into one big heap of regret? He has been honest with us since then, Dad says. And I think he's had to pay already with his friends. Dad for father of the year. Dad for PM. Mum sighs. I'm worried about the risks, she looks at Dad. I can't stop thinking about Andy. I hold my breath. We don't ask Dad to think about that topic. Dad hangs his head. Mum, Dad, please, that was an accident, I say, my voice croaking. Please let me play. We stop at the lights. No one speaks. I couldn't have forgiven I couldn't forgive myself if something happened to you, Bug, Dad says eventually. I, I couldn't deal with it. I gave you this condition and I have to live with the consequences of that. It's such your fault, Dad. We've made our decision, Mum. I bury my face in my hands. <laughs>